0: become a writer from someplace other than Los Angeles and New York, I still think that's really difficult. Welcome to Entertainment Business Wisdom with your host, Kaya Alexander. Hey, I am Kaya Alexander, host of the Entertainment Business Wisdom Podcast, as well as founder of the Entertainment Business School. And I'm here with you today for a special market report. The market is volatile. (laughs) It's changing rapidly this year alone. It just seems like every week there's new information. And I especially love to come at this strategically from the standpoint of how to benefit creators as they get in front of buyers. And I think the big headline here for you, if you're a creator, if you're an above the line writer, director, actor, producer, if you're out there pitching right now, the bottom line headline, bottom line headline is to remember that the buyers are still buying. And yes, there has been a contraction in the marketplace. We've seen staff writers laid off. We've seen shows canceled. We're seeing Netflix dial back. But the reality is the buyers are still buying. The difference is they're going to be a lot more cautious and selective about what they purchase probably through the rest of this year, especially as we come around the corner looking at what happens with inflation, you've got to remember that the cost of production is significantly increasing. We saw COVID raise budgets as much as 20% because of the additional time required to be in production to actually shoot as well as the changes with the logistics of team members and who is needed. And the fact that productions were getting shut down with COVID exposures. So now we're adding to that the new protocols of COVID with the cost of inflation, which means that it's harder to get certain materials. Certain materials are more expensive and that is bloating the budgets. And so there's a real, um, exacting consideration right now from your buyers, looking at what is on their docket, what they need to acquire and where they can continue to show growth while cutting costs, saving money. So what does that mean for you as you're out there pitching and selling your shows and dreaming up what you want to get on the air? And, um, Let's talk about Netflix for a minute. Netflix has almost double the worldwide footprint of any other streaming platform. Yes, they're in basically think of them as in every household pretty much in the world. And uh that is an impressive footprint that the rest of the streaming industry in the quote unquote streaming wars has been chasing, right? They're like, how can we show subscriber growth? And the subscriber growth has been the number one metric. And in fact, going back to 2019, when the other streamers were really coming on board, remember Quibi? Quibi, ah, a billion dollar, like, mistake. (laughs) Was it even around for a month? I, I can't remember, but it feels like it was around for about a month, Um, and it was this massive expense of uh, of short-form content, which didn't prove successful. But Disney Plus got into the game in that year, right around the same time. It was right around the time that HBO, which has always been known for high-quality shows as a forward-looking, forward-thinking tastemaker in the business really since the 90s, they were like, whoa, how are we going to compete with Netflix? This is crazy. So we saw them acquire the Criterion library. That was one of their moves to go, how can we offer more of the type of high quality content that we believe in that's part of our brand? So the brand strategies um, have become more... uh, I want to say like more in it's identified by lane. So HBO still standing for high quality, still looking at their past successes like game of Thrones and saying, how can we, how can we grow this? Um, stars, right. Stars with the significant success of outlander, which I want to say is going into season seven. Amazing. Um, they have defined their market as women and people of color. And if you look at their content, the choices that they're making are totally in the direction of diversity shows like Vita um, and power that they've had a lot of success with. So as these brand lanes get defined, that also starts to inform the mandates. We're in a rapidly changing uh, volatile moment in the market where the mandates are changing a lot and all of your reps are having to keep up with how those mandates are shifting. What is happening with what the buyers are thinking? And there's a lot of concern about among the buyers of like, oh my gosh, are we making the right decision? And they're really analyzing their decisions, especially now. So what does that mean What does that mean for you? Um, One of the things I was telling my students the other day is this is going to be a more challenging time, especially if you don't have any prior credits, to take out on the market a show that doesn't have IP. Uh, That is going to be a really tough move. It is a time where you want to be thinking about um, bolstering your shows and features, what does that mean now traditionally i was a development exec in the industry right and what we know that means is the green light ability from your stars attaching a list talent wherever possible you know the needle movers the names that mean something now remember names that mean something isn't going anywhere top gun for paramount just did 1.2 billion in the global box office tom cruise is showing that he is as powerful, if not more powerful than ever. And we're looking at the big block blockbusters of the next couple of mission impossible movies coming right down the pike. So the old school feeling about, you know, movie stars, green lighting stuff, that's not going anywhere. That's here to stay. The packaging is really important with your star power. What else is important? having, some skin in the game and seeing if you can actually get financing for some of your projects. When I was a development exec, we only considered where we were doing features, right? At the time, we only considered movies that either had some financing because we were often second money in and came in with co-financing or big names. And I think that that hasn't changed. And it's even more emphasis on that right now of like, how can we, how can we, um, spread the risk How can we mitigate our risk? There's going to be more passed back to the production companies by the buyers and studios saying, you know, you take the risk and go make the the show. And uh, we're going to sit back over here and maybe do more acquisitions, more acquiring of content that's already been made. I imagine we're going to see that across the global marketplace because now there's more agnosticism around watching shows that aren't just all in English for the US market. So there's going to be a lot more acquisitions and also what international licensing deals. Um, we just saw this happen with the really popular French show, which um, in America was called Call Your Agent. It was called Poisson in France. And it was just remade in England. Um, The licensing was acquired. We also saw that a lot and see it a lot with cachette media out of um, Israel, where we license and acquire the really successful shows such as Homeland that were really successful abroad and overseas. So again, circling back to you, how does this affect your uh, strategy with your projects with your features and shows you've got to bolster them ip based on ip acquire ip base your shows on ip Um, attach talent attach significant names make sure that you are bringing in directors especially for features who have those relationships with those significant names where you will be able to greenlight your shows. It's going to be a tough market for first time directors, right? There's there's more sense of wanting to mitigate that risk, take less, take fewer chances. Um, where can you tap an audience? I was wanting to talk about this today because it's so interesting. realize that pretty much the largest, not pretty much the, largest social media platform right now is TikTok. It exploded in the pandemic. They have double, like twice as many eyeballs as Facebook and Instagram combined. And how much are they paying their content creators? Zero, zero, nothing. And 50% of the users on their platform are content creators. That's probably... How Netflix is starting to think about their competition, right? Well, gosh, look at all the users of. TikTok, and we're paying our content creators all this money, right? So how can they continue to expand at a time when the stock is down, their valuation is down, they lost 200,000 subscribers already, and they have a projected loss of another couple million. Where are they going to make up those eyeballs? How are they going to get them? There's a lot of market reports out right now about ads and about the ads that will be run on Netflix at a lower tier subscription, as well as other platforms that are already. Doing that successfully, like Hulu, and of course, the networks who have been out in front of that forever. So, strategically, I also want you to be thinking about bringing on talent, bringing on financing. Yes, IP. I'm emphasizing that again for you. And also, your producing partners, your marketing plan, your sizzle, your merch. Build a package. That's how you want to be thinking about it. Now, up until this moment and throughout the whole pandemic, it's been like the awesome script is enough, the amazing high concept show that will get greenlit, right? And that was enough. It's not anymore. You've really got to be thinking about the whole picture, the big picture of the package. Where can you bolster your own um, inventory? What can you lead out with that's going to get more heat and get more attention, get more eyeballs? How can you come in with existing eyeballs? How can you tap a market and an audience that already exists? And I think we're going to be seeing that more, even more with branded entertainment, with big brands that are saying, hey, we, we can deliver these eyeballs. We're certainly seeing that in sports right now with all of the drive toward more sports content, more live sports, more streaming of sports. Finally, I want to uh, just touch on Apple because remember I said that Netflix has basically double the footprint of any other streaming platform. They're the lead horse in the race. They've been way out in front of it since the 90s. Reed Hastings' original vision had the digital marketplace in mind. But here comes Apple. Here comes Apple with all of the war chest that they have from the very desktop that I am speaking to you on, from the phone that I use, from the earbuds that we all have in our ears. They have this big war chest to be able to go after the types of projects that they really want. Now, Amazon, very similarly, right? Big war chest. They just acquired recently and are about to drop. I think it's even this week, the Lord of the Rings series. Huge IP, huge price tag. And as we're seeing with Apple, with their content strategy, with their originals, and also their adaptations, you're looking at foundation, the really uh, the pretty much the biggest science fiction series of all time from Isaac Asimov that they did the adaptation of. We're going to see another season of that, and their high IQ, very elite content that it is also really accessible. Look at Ted Lasso. Look at The Morning Show, and they have had the patience to build their catalog. Yes, they didn't have the early successes of some of the shows on Netflix, but they are they are playing the long game here. So you shouldn't rule them out at all as a buyer. In fact, maybe they want to go to the top of your list if you have the type of show or film that they're looking for. So you're going to want to be very selective and strategic about what buyers you're approaching with your inventory with what you are showcasing and who it's for. I can't emphasize that enough. You want to be mon- mindful of your own viewing habits. Take a look at what you're watching and on what platforms. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I was listening to Kim Master's podcast this week, which I love, which is called The Business. And she was saying, we're looking at an era of more is not more anymore. Better is Better, right? So we're looking at better as opposed to more. Better is more. And that kind of thinking about now we're returning, possibly, where the pendulum is swinging back from quantity toward quality proving the quality of your work building out that package is never been so important because of the way that the buyers are evaluating the types of projects that come through their door so that's the that's my gut and my, you know, my, but my gut brain analysis on the market with what's happening with all the guests that I have on the podcast who are so knowledgeable. Everybody has a corner of the map illuminated, and we've been putting those pieces together, stitching them together for almost a year for you, especially on the podcast, looking at what's happening, what are we seeing? Um, you can reference the podcast episode I did with my entertainment attorney, Philip. Rosen of Rosen law group, who is talking about that. We know the streaming bubble is going to burst. That's the moment in time that we're at right now. The streaming bubble has burst. And the the final thought that I'll leave you with is although the stock is down kind of across the board with everybody, this is the moment where the, the horses that were behind in the race get to try to catch that lead horse Apple's coming in from behind to try to catch Netflix, so is Amazon, so is Paramount. Especially Paramount was like the last horse in the race and now they're coming off this huge global box office win with Top Gun. And they're building out the Yellowstone franchise within their network. So they this I would imagine that this is kind of an exciting time to be inside of Paramount or Apple, or Amazon, some of these bigger companies who are like, hey, we get to catch Netflix now and really emphasize the quality of content that we want to create to differentiate ourselves with the viewers. Because the viewers are being hit by subscription fatigue. The bundling hasn't quite happened yet. Viewers are paying over $100 a month to subscribe to multiple platforms. So what is going to capture their attention? Attention is the most valuable element of all of this. We talk about the success metric being subscribers. It's also views, of course, completion of watching episodes and movies and whatnot. And if you're VOD, the the paid element of actually renting those movies that you're watching. But now we're really looking at attention being the number one metric. How can they hold your attention? How can they keep you on the platform longer they're competing with as we know TikTok they're complete they're competing with your dating apps they're competing with the world reopening as covid drifts into the background of our awareness not to say it's drifted at all into the background of what's our lived experience i feel like more people have had covid in my life in the last month than in the entire pandemic but it's just to give you a sense of how to think about strategically and strategize walking into this market. You need to take the lead with your reps. You need to get on the phone with them. You need to call your entertainment attorney and say, Hey, what are you seeing? Think about your positioning. I'm a surfer. Remember, I love to talk about surfing. I love surfing and surfers. We are always, it may look like we're just bobbing up and down out there beyond the break, but all we're doing is positioning, positioning, repositioning, working on getting in rhythm with the breaking waves, with the set that's rolling in. How can you be well positioned so that the wave picks you up? You need to work on your positioning right now as you go out to buyers, as you attach talent, and as you attract producers. Since a lot of writers are in my circle. I support a lot of writers. A lot of my students in the entertainment business school are writers. You, my writers, you guys definitely want to be looking for producers, be looking for producers, be looking for showrunners. I feel like writers spend a lot of time emphasizing, looking for managers if they don't necessarily have one, but that's not the only path, you know, down the mountain that there are other paths that you can go. And those are some ways that you can be thinking about that. Um, right now the, uh, the, the application window is open for the entertainment business school. This is also a time where you have got to be thinking about bolstering your expertise, your knowledge, your skill, your know-how on the business side of the industry, especially as a creative. This is a moment that will not let you rest. Your craft is not enough. You've got to learn the business side. You've got to learn branding. You've got to learn networking. You've got to learn building an audience and negotiating all the other elements that are so imperative to the business side. So you can get out there and crush it. So you can experience an increasing level of success, even in the volatile market. You can just go to entertainmentbusinessschool.com and submit your application. The application portal is open and we start August 1st. I'm going to be so excited to see you in class. I hope you enjoyed this market analysis special report and uh, I'll see you again real soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Entertainment Business Wisdom. We invite you to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Please like, review, and share it with your friends and colleagues. Kaya Alexander be reached on twitter for your questions or comments at this is kaya get entertainment business career training as well as a free special report how to pitch anything in one minute at www.entertainmentbusinessleague.com thank you